0: Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls, Alliance Defending Freedom, protecting your God-given right to live and speak the truth, and Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Visit crawfordmediagroup.net and click on their banners to visit their websites. And now here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush.
1: Back with another week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with myself and John and Roger and Neil's playing prodigal this week. Look forward to having him back with us. Guys, how are you? Great. Doing great, Bob. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, looking forward to another week. And uh, this week, by the way, we're going to be talking about the media, the Democrats, Joe Biden, their strategy for 2024, Uh, Why is the media now suddenly willing to throw Joe Biden under the bus and talk about his grandchild that he's been ignoring? So we got a lot of stuff that we're going to be diving into in this podcast. And as you listen to this podcast, we just want to remind you, folks, we appreciate you supporting our sponsors. We do. One of the sponsors of this podcast, of the NCR podcast, is, of course, Preborn. And so as you're listening to us at any time you can give to pre-born if you'd like to and save babies' lives. Remember how this works. Pre-born is the main pro-life group that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers all across the country. And when those moms see a picture of their baby, they choose life almost all the time. They usually end up accepting the Lord too. So this comes down to paying for the ultrasound images. And that's what we want you folks in the audience to do. A lot of you have already, and we appreciate that. But if you haven't yet... Here's what it comes down to. $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life through ultrasound images. Will you give $28 times fill in the blank? Whatever that number is, God lays on your heart. That's the amount of babies you'll be responsible for saving the lives of. So $28 times whatever that number is, and here's how you give. Go online right now to crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on the preborn tab. That's crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on preborn. You can give right there. 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. Or you can call 833 850 BABY. That's 833 850 BABY. And they answer the phones 24 7. So call right now. We appreciate you folks doing that. So as we work our way through this, this podcast, let's talk about what's happening with Joe Biden and the media. Uh, you guys have seen now that uh, the New York Times went ahead and allowed this op-ed to be run by Maureen Dowd. Maureen Dowd, by the way, who she's not a conservative at all. She's a liberal feminist. As a matter of fact, Time Magazine named her once one of the 100 most influential liberals in America, although she is one of those liberals who's been willing to attack Democrats sometimes when she feels it's warranted. So she wrote this piece entitled uh, It's Seven Grandkids, Mr. President, And she's referring to the fact that for those of you who may not know, Joe Biden has seven grandchildren. His youngest grandchild is uh, little Navy Joan. This is Hunter Biden's love child that he had with this stripper. Well, the problem is this little four-year-old girl ends up serving as kind of a public relations embarrassment for the Biden family. Because any acknowledgement of her is pretty much shining a light on Hunter Biden's 'er ne'er-do-well lifestyle of running around with hookers and cocaine and all that kind of stuff. So what does Joe Biden decide to do? I'm just going to pretend this little girl doesn't even exist. And so Hunter Biden has never met her. Joe Biden, grandpa, has never met his granddaughter. And he takes it even a step further. He openly talks about his, quote, six grandchildren. How last year and the year before for Christmas, he hung stockings over the fireplace for his six grandchildren. He even hung extra stockings for his dog and his cat, but not his seventh grandchild. Uh, Joe Biden writes a children's book and she dedicates it, quote, to our six grandchildren. And I'm thinking this little girl is getting old enough now to where she's like, wait a minute, That's my grandpa on TV, and he doesn't even want to know me. He doesn't even think I exist. Uh, How cruel, how cold-hearted. Well, the media has been hiding this story for the last four years, the mainstream media. Now, they're suddenly willing to report on this. So, guys, let's go around the table and talk about this. And, And before we talk about the media strategy and why they're reporting on this now suddenly and what their strategy may be for 2024... I just want to get you guys' take on the ice water in the veins Grandpa of the Year Award that Joe Biden is operating in right now. It seems to me that the the liberal feminists in this country, or at a minimum liberals and soccer moms, ought to be furious with Joe Biden. Most of them are trying to spin it in his defense.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting when you see something like this happen, especially an unplanned pregnancy. Uh, And if you don't like, you know, the people who are getting together, I I look at Psalm 139 and say, look, every human life is created by God and the woman. So I don't believe Mm -hmm. there are any accidental kids. I mean, quite frankly, the parents may not be living the kind of lifestyle that uh, God would want them to have, but the kids are not an accident. And so for a guy like Joe Biden, who professes to be a very strong practicing Catholic, who believes in the tenets of Scripture, to ignore the fact, the reality that his son— Conceived a child with a woman out of wedlock that she has a rather, uh, you know, she's a questionable repute in terms of her reputation. Doesn't matter. This is a human being. This is not right. only a human being, this is his granddaughter. And the fact that th- this is just the, this is kind of where the liberals and progressives will will part ways. Morian Dowd writing a liberal based attack on the president, which is a justifiable gripe. Liberals at least can do that. Think Tip O'Neill and, you know, going back mm, that far. Sure. But when it comes to progressives, progressives literally, We'll look at a woman who's pregnant and ask the question, do you want to be pregnant? And if she wants to be pregnant, well, congratulations, let's have a baby shower and let's celebrate the miracle of life that you've created. Do You don't want to be pregnant? Well, the abortion clinic's right down the street. Without realizing they're talking about the same exact human right. being. I mean, and that's the beauty of the ministry of pre-born. I mean, the fact that the ultrasound just sends the progressives into a tizzy because you have to acknowledge the humanity. Of the child inside the womb, so it's just, it's, it's just it mind-boggling to me that anyone, let alone the current president of the United States, would be so uh, so double-minded when it comes right. to the, the sanctity of human life. Here,
1: I know. You know, John. Some of your thoughts on that. I I don't know if you ever watch The View I don't but I was seeing a news story about how the gals on The View addressed this but they only addressed it because they had to because Mm -hmm. it's been gaining steam and you know what for the most part they did Whoopi Goldberg and the rest were like you know why does she have to write stuff like this she's causing this is private this should be left alone this should be and it's like wait a minute here try to imagine if this were Donald Trump if it were Eric Trump or Don Jr., who had a, a, an out-of-wedlock child with a stripper, and Donald Trump refused to acknowledge his own mm-hmm. granddaughter. You, yep. you can imagine what we yep. would be hearing from the left.
3: Outlash. It would just be total outlash all the time, Bob, as you know. And you know, and as you read the article that she wrote, which she brings up a lot of great points, by the way. This is, of course— a child where cannot have the Biden name, they made sure the lawyers went down to Arkansas to make sure that all that got taken care of. In fact, child support got stripped. Her health insurance while she was working for the Bidens got stripped. I mean, so many wrongs in all of this from, I mean, guys, we could talk for hours just about all the things going on here that are just completely wrong. Not only not recognizing this as a grandchild, but just to your point earlier, as she's now starts to grow up. And she starts looking at siblings, which they are. These are her half-brothers and sisters, by the way. You start looking at what they'll get coming out of the Biden family and all of the pomp and circumstance and so on when some of them go off to college or get married mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And this one's going to be out here on the outset watching in thinking, gosh, that could have been or should be me. I mean, can you imagine being her and thinking all of, all of that at that uh. point in time?
1: that is just so heartbreaking. And by the way, everything that the liberal left claims that they find offensive, they don't really find offensive. No. What they really find offensive are conservatives and conservatism, Christianity. Those are the because think about Hunter Biden. Your first he goes to court to fight to get his child support reduced because he says he can't afford twenty thousand dollars. At the same time that he's uh, taken a plea deal for not paying his taxes on $1. $1. 1.5 million dollars right. per year that's right <laughs> okay that, that's the amount that he's admitting that's the amount that's above the radar screen that's okay right. we have no idea that's how many we millions know exactly right. so what we know about what he's admitting is one and a half million dollars a year and he can't afford child support for this the, and trying to strip this child of her birthrights uh, trying to Keep her from having it's the called, name and fighting in I mean, court. <laughs> this is so way to say it. it's cruel. It's just
3: cold-heartedness. It's cruelness to the max. Um, I know we're going to talk about it today. The fact that the media is starting to turn on them. I think there's other reasons behind that. Because trust me, the left. We've we've seen this over and over. again. I'm going to say this right out front. And if you're somebody on the left or you're a Christian that votes to the left, please stop. The left mm-hmm. right. cares nothing about kids kids are chattel in a democrat's right. eyes only there is nothing important about a child to a democrat nothing. i'll tell
1: you what if they really truly cared about children then number one they they certainly wouldn't be trying to gender confuse children nope. and body right. mutilate them and exactly. everything else they wouldn't be trying to create a wedge between children and parents they, they wouldn't, wouldn't
3: allow the open borders with all the sex trafficking that's coming across right.
1: the southern border to boot How many children, right, how many children are getting caught up in sex? Oh, and by the way, they also wouldn't be trying to poo-poo the Sound of Freedom movie that's that's out right right. now. Uh, I mean, who in the world... tries to discourage people from watching a movie that exposes the ugliness and the reality of the child sex trade industry. Right. But you know what? They can't stand the fact that this is a Christian movie, Christian distributed movie through Angel Studios. They can't handle the fact that it's Jim Caviezel, a Christian. Mm -hmm. So they're so offended by conservatism and Christianity that they would rather – Turn a blind eye to sex exploitation of children. And you're right right. about the border and everything else. So everything that the left claims that they value and makes them teary-eyed, it doesn't really. What they care about is power and liberal left-wing satanic causes that they want to push. Well, and to John's
2: point about the Democrat Party, we often will interchange the words liberal and progressive. There is no, I mean, there's the left now. The left has completely taken over the Democrat Party. It's the communist Marxist
3: left, by the
2: way. Yeah, it is. It is. So for anybody who says, well, I'm a little more liberal, I'm kind of a center left or this, that, and the other thing, your party abandoned you. I mean, quite right. frankly. There yeah. Are you a no communist or not is the question exactly. I would That's have That's basically them. what it boils down yeah. to. I mean, I was stunned. I mean, I, w- I wasn't surprised. I mean, I was really surprised at how great the Sound of Freedom was doing in theaters. Was not surprised about the criticism. If you follow the left Twitter or, you know, mm-hmm. wherever they, they're landing now, I guess, on threads or something like that, there really is a very strong contingent of people on the left in social media who honestly believe that the child sex trafficking issue is a myth they really they believe this long mm. before this movie came out they think this is an invention of the right and this is mega republicans who are invent- but there's no problem here just because they don't see it or because they're not aware of it or because maybe because they don't talk about it on the view demonic on MSNBC. influence yes yeah. yeah. joe scarborough yeah. wasn't talking about it on morning joe with this 70 million dollar net worth i mean well look don't tell us that america's not a great place of course it's a great place no this is real i mean We collectively have known about this for decades. We have seen this. And the the fact that there's two incidents here, one, a vehicle like the Sound of Freedom, which is bringing this issue to the forefront is phenomenal because now people have to take a a look at it and, and have an opinion on it. But also too, the fact that the media is now, I mean, they really can't turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to to Navy anymore. I mean, they, they can't, I mean, this, this girl is Joe Biden's granddaughter is Mm -hmm. Jill Biden's granddaughter is Hunter Biden's daughter. And the fact that this piece of something (laughs) part my French (laughs) went to court to keep her from having his name.
3: I know. I know guys, really quick. I I still think, and maybe you guys can chime in. Maybe I'm wrong. I still think a lot of this is mandated by Jill, by the
1: way, by Jill.
3: Yep. Grandma. uh, Grandma's the one not wanting to recognize any of this. Those two have no choice but to do exactly what Grandma Jill says.
1: Uh, look, you may be right about that. You Either look at her way, on
3: stage when Hunter's even around. I think if she had her way, he'd even be gone. He'd be disowned.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I, I, the more I look at this Biden family, the more I realize, wow, what a sham this is. What a yep. bunch of cold-hearted, yep. corrupt People, you got criminally it. corrupt, cold-hearted people. That you, I, I guess. To me, this is just very illuminating, and it's also very illuminating about the left-wing voter in this country. Because the left-wing voter, they may not be part of the inside politics thing, but they have to look at Joe and Joe Biden right now and look at how they're treating their little granddaughter, and then ask themselves, does this offend my sensibilities or not? Because if it doesn't. You got to do a heart check. You really, look, I got to you guys know I'm a Trump supporter, okay? Of the Mm -hmm. three of us, I'm probably the biggest Trump supporter, actually, of the four of us, all right? I'm not 100% Trump supporter, but I'll bet my percentage is higher than any of you guys. If Donald Trump was doing this, I would absolutely be calling him out, and I'd be saying, it disgusts me. How can anybody be that cold-hearted? I would be saying, you know something, I've really learned something about Donald Trump's ugly heart and and how cold-hearted he is that's ca- and this is cold-hearted callous donald trump this is not a guy that exudes warmth in any way uh and it, 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 so when we're sitting here going donald trump has a softer heart for his own grandchildren than joe than grandpa joe does this is very illuminating and i think the left-wing democrat party voter who considers himself a Christian has to be intellectually honest about this, look in the mirror and say, Is this, is this a violation of my sensibilities or not? Because it sure ought to be. Yeah.
2: Uh, no yep. question. No question. And we've we've we have heard from so many people in the body of Christ who are adopted parents, who you know, grandparents who look at a situation like this and say, okay, Hunter is not a very fit father. Mom, you know, is coming from apparently mom's raising the girl. But if there's a problem here, where how come grandma and grandpa or some relatives aren't stepping up and saying, we'll adopt this child. I mean, there are six million grandparents in America right now who are raising their biological grandchildren as their adopted or fostered children because of the fact that the parent wasn't fit if this is such an issue you don't just go to court and say we are erasing your memory well i guess i guess that's what progressives do we just change the laws we don't like right and Mm -hmm. and change the wording the way it is and and when it comes to people if there's a person we don't like we just rob them out whether they're in the womb or you know on on a highway somewhere oh gosh the plane went down i mean it's just it there's such a trail of littered debris in the progressive left right now it's just how anyone could be looking at something like this? Of course, I guess the real reason, and we'll get into this later in the podcast, is it, it, it's very clear now the gloves are off, and the Democrat Party is basically
1: mm. forming
2: a circular firing squad around the Biden
1: family. I mean, it, mm.
2: you can't deny right. it
1: anymore. Yeah, good point. Well, I t- John, I look. I, I think you nailed it earlier when you said that the Democratic Party of today they don't value children. Nope, they really not at all. don't. And all you have to do is look at the actual facts and evidence that suffers. First of all, if they valued children of color, they would support school choice. But instead, they don't want to get out of bed with the powerful teachers unions that keep the Democrats in power. So they go ahead and sacrifice the education of poor inner city children. Uh, If they valued children... Then they wouldn't be in bed with Planned Parenthood to the level that they are. They right. would be wanting to secure the border because they would care about those little children that are getting caught up in sex trafficking. They would be celebrating the Sound of Freedom movie and they wouldn't be sexualizing our children. They nope. wouldn't, they would be troubled by a little 10 year old girl who's traumatized because some hairy man walks into the bathroom and sees her yep. naked. Yep. They would be troubled by
3: this. So, maybe you know, all of the transgenderism in the bathrooms, the women in, you know, the, the, transgender women mm-hmm. in sports, the the single parent families, right. the fact that we don't focus on dads anymore. I mean, guys, we could go down the list of all the reasons that that party, and again, I keep saying, if you vote for that side at all, ever, you're a part of the, you are the problem, not a part of the problem, I, you are the problem, I, because you know they are a thousand percent against kids, family, Christianity, anything at all that has to do with good. This is good versus evil. They are evil.
1: And by the way, Roger, I know that you're a pastor, and so obviously you're going to get this reference, but if you are supporting, supporting the party right now that is going after our children in this way, better to have a millstone tied around yes. your neck and thrown mm-hmm. into the depths of the sea. Because th- no. tell me this is not satanic, going after our children the way that this is.
2: Oh, it, Unashamedly. I mean, it, it's, it's bald-faced. It's right there in in the public eye and it's we've got, we're getting to the point now, you know, I use the wheat and the tear analogy a lot, but we're getting to that point where as we see God restoring all things to himself, you know, his, his people, his creation, we're also seeing the, 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 the increase in the amount of evil that's just flagrant it's blatant it's right out there and it's in the same way that the wheat would grow and then the head would you know sprout and the bearded darnell you know come along right alongside it It looks just like the wheat until the very end and then all of a sudden that head comes up and it's toxic and it's noxious and and it it, it, potentially fatal and you know it's so hard you know for us as christians to say oh man this is terrible we got to weed that garden and get rid of that stuff but the biblical mandate is clear. God's gonna do the weeding. He's gonna do the separating. He's gonna do the burning of the other stuff. Our job is to still keep planting wheat and letting the wheat grow. So we do this, but, but part of the way we do so is to say, hey, you've gotta know the difference you know, between what's mm-hmm. going on here. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people who just don't, who don't look at a human baby in the womb and say, that's a human being, who don't look at Navy and. and, and Say that's Navy Biden. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Her dad is Hunter right. Biden. That's right. Yeah, I won't and, call her Navy
1: Roberts, by the way. No, I call her no, Navy no. Biden. Na- Navy that's Biden. Right. That's that that's right. her
2: name. I mean, and that's and names are so important as far as families go. So I mean, buckle up, guys. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild ride, you know, until the larger. Yeah, you know, really quick, but Roger, something right you just there.
3: said a moment ago too, that you know, sort of like a traffic ticket in ignorance ignorance is no longer an excuse for all of these things going on you can no longer say well I just didn't know that you know what then that's your problem research it and figure it out Everybody has the capacity to know this stuff. This day and and age, absolutely, Roger. They
2: they do. The question is, what are they going to do with that wisdom? What are they going to do with that knowledge? With, I mean, there's data, information, knowledge, and wisdom. Our biblical mandate in the Scripture is wisdom, and the cultural mandate is data. Let's get data and put it together. Just a bunch of numbers and facts and figures. We'll manipulate it any way we want to, and then that's the spin. And so, as you watch the Biden narrative start to unravel, you begin to realize we're coming at it from the perspective of wisdom. The world's coming at it from the information data component, but we're both coming to the same conclusions, which is really kind of fascinating in a way that this is happening. I mean, it's not funny, but I mean, it's just, it's really amazing that once again, God is being God and his sovereignty means God always gets what he wants.
1: Always. I'll tell you what, I don't know how anyone could not see this as a spiritual battle, as Amen. demonic. To me, this is just so crystal clear, what, what, how we see the enemy going after our children and devaluing children. And, and by the way, that's what society's done. That's what this whole abortion movement and everything is, which is really just one of the branches on the tree of, of this uh, satanic attacks that's going on. But to, to devalue children to this point that— uh, they, they, these left-wing Hollywood people and whatever—they're not offended. They don't look at Joe Biden and feel a sense of offense over this. It, it is just it is just disgusting to me. So uh, we do need to recognize, and I know we say this all the time, but I just want to throw out this reminder. We shouldn't be shocked by any of this. Nothing changes the fact that Jesus Christ is still Lord. God's yes. not surprised by any of this. He's not biting his heavenly fingernails. What do we expect is going to happen when Jesus says, when the Son of Man returns, will he even find faith? When when Scripture warns us about how this falling away is going to continue more and more, if it's going to be as it was in the days of Lot, as it was in the days of Noah, Think about Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Think about what it was like in Genesis 6 pre-flood, what the world was like. And John, I gotta tell you, man, it, it just it seems like we are there. We're sacrificing babies yep. on the altar of Baal and Molech. And and so should we really be surprised by no, this? No, we
3: shouldn't be. Although, and, and we've said this many, many times, even though we're not shocked, it doesn't keep us from fighting, from doing what's right, right fighting exactly. evil that's out there. These are our kids, for God's sake. We've got to make sure we protect them. In my opinion, at all costs, they cannot protect themselves. It's our responsibility as Christian adults to protect them, since no one else
1: will. Right. And by the way, we're trying to protect a little. We're trying to protect a little girl. From being exposed to a naked man who walks in the bathroom, locker room, or shower. And keep in mind, if that man were fully clothed and merely handed that girl a photograph of himself naked, he'd be on the sex offenders list. But he's allowed to in the flesh be in front of her, pun intended, And that's something that we are the troublemakers if we point that out and say that it's problematic. So, uh, no, you guys are absolutely right about this. Now, in the second half of this podcast, just so you folks know, we're going to take the discussion of Joe Biden's granddaughter, but we're going to expand that now to a political strategy discussion about trying to examine why the mainstream media, some of them, are now willing to talk about Hunter Biden, the laptop, the bribery scandals, the cocaine, the granddaughter issue. What's the strategy here on the part of the left and what's their the Democratic Party strategy for 2024? We're gonna be getting into that in the second half, of course. But you know, I I do want to ask John when when discussing this, you were talking about how important it is we need to fight and fight for it. We absolutely do. And by the way, kudos to Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, what they did. They won that creative 303 case in the Supreme Court and just so thankful they're a sponsor of this show.
3: As a business owner myself, guys, that was a big hurrah. Thank you, ADF. We need, by the way, all of you listening, if you want to continue to support the things that they're doing, we need $19 a month from each and every one of you, as many as possible. They're on the front lines doing this. And as I said earlier, guys, being a business owner myself, I believe fully in allowing a business to do what it wants to do period and we can get into that maybe on another podcast down the road but in this particular case 303 creative basically refused to do a same-sex website, which by the way, again, they're a business. I think they can do whatever they want to. Well, of course, they got sued and it went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And of course, ADF was there all along the way. And because of them, the representation, their lawyers and so on, 303 Creative won, of course, that landmark decision, which I think, again, it's a landmark decision. Will we have others like this coming down the pike? Absolutely, we will. That's why ADF has to continue to fight for us, guys. Back to what we talked about a moment ago. We have can't stop the fight. 63 cents a day guys is minuscule. Most of you that's not even it's it's such a low number in your wheelhouse. All of us can afford to do that. Go to the ADF button on Group.net.
1: Absolutely. And so we need to be supporting them of course. And I know Roger, we've talked about this before. If we're in a better financial position personally in our own households, if we're good stewards with our money financially, then that puts us in a position to be more of a blessing to our neighbor by supporting groups like Preborn and like ADF.
2: Yeah, and Dennis Wilson can help you get there. He can make your retirement the kind of retirement that you're looking for when you recognize, of course, these are dollars that God has entrusted to you and to your family. And he wants to help you make them go as far as they can with investments that honor your biblical values that don't lose value and that put you in as Close to tax free basis as you possibly can get. So you could do ministry work like support Alliance Defending Freedom and support pre born now, but even into perpetuity after your time on earth is no longer here. Click the Wilson Financial Advisor banner at Crawford Media Group.net or call 800 696 9970. Set up a no cost consultation. Find out how to keep your 401k from becoming a 201k if the Biden policies keep going and the taxes keep going up. We know that a regime change, as it will, won't be happening until November of 24. So right now here in July of 23 is the time to take advantage of every opportunity to be the best steward you can with the money that God has entrusted you. So click on the Wilson Financial Advisors banner at CrawfordMediaGroup.net today.
1: Absolutely. Let's make sure that we support Wilson Financial. Let's make sure we support ADF. Let's make sure we support Preborn. If you didn't give to Preborn earlier, remember when we're talking about the value of life and you you look at abortion, you say, oh, I would love to do something to stop abortion. You can, you actually really can. Preborn. remember, they show the ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers all across the country. Uh, if you pay for those ultrasound images, you are actually paying to stop abortions because those moms choose life. They don't go across the street to Planned Parenthood. Okay, They choose life when they see a picture of her baby. So that's why we need to pay for these. It's $28, that's the average cost, to pay for ultrasounds to stop one abortion, $28. So we're asking you to pray about how many abortions you'd be willing to stop. This will be the forever legacy of your family. Take $28 times fill in the blank. Is it 10 babies, 50 babies, 100 babies, whatever it is, $28 times whatever that number is, and that's a one-time gift that you give. And 100% of what you give to pre-born goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. You got two ways to give. One, go right now online to crawfordmediagroup.net that's CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on Preborn. You can give right there. Number two, over the phone. You can talk to a real-life person 24-7. You can call right now, eight three three eight five zero 850 baby That's eight three three eight five zero. 850 Baby, we appreciate you folks doing this. Second half is coming up. We're going to dive into the political strategy of the Democrats, the left in this country, the media. Why are they now suddenly throwing Joe Biden under the bus and becoming actual journalists? Uh, we'll explore all of that. Also, we do appreciate you folks uh, listening to us wherever you do in social media. You can watch a video of us at My Hope Now. And of course, you can support My Hope now wherever you go to social media. All right, the second half coming up here on the National Crawford Roundtable next.
0: This has been a Crawford Media Group production.
1: Continue in the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with Roger Marsh of the Bottom Line from the People's Republic of California. John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Myself, Bob Duco, the Bob Duco Show out of Detroit. Uh, Neil, the Prodigal Boron. Neil Boron Live, Buffalo, New York. Be back with us next week. And so, guys, we talked about in the first half of the podcast the granddaughter of Joe Biden and how cold-hearted do you have to be to ignore your own granddaughter? But in the second half of the podcast, we're going to talk about the head-scratching confusion that some people have about the mainstream media now actually starting to report negative things about Joe Biden. What is going on? I got my own. Uh, views on what I think their strategy is. John, I know you got yours. Roger, you do too. We're going to dive into all of that in just a moment. Before we do, I do want to remind everybody that this podcast, the NCR podcast, we are sponsored and we want you to support our sponsors. You'll hear about Wilson Financial. you hear about Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF. You'll hear about Preborn. And if you would right now, would you give something to Preborn? Some kind of dollar amount that God has laid on your heart. Remember, preborn is the main pro life group that stops abortions in this country by providing ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms. They do this in pro life centers all across the country. And we know statistically those moms choose life almost all the time when they see an ultrasound image of their baby. And by the way, they usually end up accepting the Lord too. So we need to pay for these ultrasound images, folks. It's $28. $28 to stop one abortion. That's the average cost. $28, you save one baby's life. So will you take right now $28 times, fill in the blank, and whatever that number is, God lays on your heart. How many babies' lives will you save? That number times $28, that's a one-time gift to preborn. And by the way, 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. So you can give two ways. Go online right now to crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn. give right there. Option two, talk to a real-life person on the phone 24-7. You can call right now, 833-850-BABY. And we appreciate you folks doing this. So guys, let's talk about what what the media strategy here is. Why the New York Times is now suddenly willing to go ahead and run this op-ed from Maureen Dowd calling out Joe Biden for his granddaughter and the way he treats poor little uh, Navy Joan Biden. And, And also why some in the media are now starting to actually ask Corinne Jean-Pierre some of these tough questions and questions about the cocaine at the White House and questions about the bribery scandals and such. Not all the media is doing this, but some of the media are. So Mm -hmm. let me throw my theory on the table and then we'll go around here. Because, John, I know you and I don't completely see eye to eye on this, but here's what I honestly think is going on. I think that the press realizes they don't think that Joe Biden's going to be able to survive these scandals. With the Republicans in control of the House, the Republicans are proving they're not going to give up on this. So, And they're also seeing that it's starting to, this information about Joe and Hunter Biden and the corruption of this family is starting to slip through the cracks. And it's making it onto the radar screens of your average swing voters. And so I think the press realizes Joe Biden can't make it to next November and we can't keep this under wraps. It's not like the Hunter Biden laptop story that broke in October of 2020. Hey, we just have to keep this a secret for a few weeks. No, we have to keep this a secret for a year and a half and we don't think we can do that. So that's why I think the press is realizing let's throw him under the bus now. Let's rip the band-aid off. Let's get this done. Let's create a pressure campaign internally so that Joe Biden will step down or at least he'll declare he won't run again for 2024. That opens up the flood Gates for the primaries and I think the media says let's do it while we still have time and we can get a dozen or so Democrats out there. It'll probably be Gavin Newsom and we've got more time to do it now, but we don't have time to do this if if suddenly it blows up and explodes in a way we can't control anymore next spring or next summer. So that's why I think they're doing it now and the Democratic Party is the caboose, the mainstream media are the engine and the Democratic Party is probably realizing, eh, I think the media is probably right about this, and that's why i think joe biden i predict he's going to announce sometime before the end of this year he changed his mind and he's not running for re-election next year for the betterment of the country putting his own personal ambitions aside so that some new blood can come in there and take forward the mantle that he blah 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 that's what i think is going on here john Uh, yeah i can't disagree
3: with all of that although i think there's a little bit more calculation i don't think it's just the media that's in on this i think the democrat party there's Certain amount of individuals, and I think right now they have somewhat of a divided party, not maybe exactly 50-50. There's still some diehard Joe Biden guys that want to see that happen no matter what. But I think there's enough that realize, wait a minute, time out. If we keep going down this path and Donald Trump's not the candidate on the other side, by the way. We need a stronger candidate that could that could go against some of the other Republican candidates that are now coming on pretty strong. And I think they're starting to look at that as well. So I won't disagree with you that this is part of the the play that the left has to really, in a way, tell Joe, Joe, you're not running next year. This just isn't gonna happen, sorry. Your, your missteps, the things that are going on with all of these allegations. Yeah, the fact that the Republicans control the House and these investigations aren't going anywhere. Yeah, I, I do see this, Bob, as a big ploy from the left to get him to step down. I wouldn't have said that, by the way, you know, before all this Hunter Biden investigative stuff came out, but now that this has come out and there's just more and more, and they just keep digging and digging, and by the way, they're not going to stop digging. I don't see Joe Biden running next year at this point in time. They are grooming others. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whitmer, Newsom, I think even our own governor here, Paulus, his name may get thrown around here at some point. Uh, they've got to start building a bench, if you would, because frankly, right now, they don't have much of one, and they... And to your point, Bob. They, in, in way, we're a long ways away from you know next year's election. Unless you've got to groom a whole new set of candidates, which in that right. case they've got to start now. That's why they're doing it now.
1: And by the way, isn't it interesting that the Democrats do such a good job staying in lockstep because the mainstream media is inconsistent on this right now. But the Democrat, are you hearing a single Democrat out of the House or the Senate coming out and saying, hey, you know what? Joe Biden does need to acknowledge his granddaughter. You know, this is a serious issue about cocaine in the White House. We need to get to the bottom of this. We need to get to the bottom of whether the president is is taking bribes or not. Zero Democrats are willing to express that voice. They stay in lockstep. It's just amazing well, in, the way they, they a do it. As
3: you know, the way that party operates, that's pretty much what they're told to do. If you're going to continue to be a part of the party, and do what you know, and, and, and be in line, if you would, quote unquote, you've, you've got to stay there. You don't have any choice or you don't have any any possibility of handling anything down the road and even getting support to win your next election. So in a lot of ways, that's how they're very, again, they are the party of control, including their own politicians.
1: Yeah. What do you think about this, Roger?
2: Well, it's not too hard to do when you have a we're giving the left leaning media way too much credit. There is no digging. There's no reporting. There's no questioning going on. They are regurgitating talking points. They have been driven into submission, beaten into submission, and they think because I got a degree from Columbia, because I got a degree from Harvard, because I got a degree from Yale, that I'm really smart. I might even have a master's degree from there. They just regurgitate whatever they see. It used to be on Twitter. Now they have to go on Instagram threads because Elon Musk opened it up, and now there's a confusing, conflicting viewpoints, and I don't know what to do. The Mm -hmm. media is stupid. The media will do whatever the Democrat Party tells them to do. So to John's point, that lockstep of the Democrat Party, they know who is in control. And for all we know, it's Jill Biden. uh, Jill, not Joe, uh, who's calling all the shots. Kamala Harris is invisible. And you'll notice that we are going right past Kamala. No one is looking at her as presidential material at all. She was check off how many boxes you can check off to appeal to different special interest groups in 2020. In 2024, she's. Her usefulness is gone. Thank you very much. They can't brainwash Tulsi Gabbard to come back, so they'll try to find somebody else. Maybe it's Pete Buttigieg, maybe it's Jared Polis. I think Polis has a better shot. You know, Gretchen Whitmer is going to be in there. Well, Gavin's Gavin's going to be the guy. It's going to be Gavin it has to the question then is who do you run him with and then what ambassadorship can you give because you know kamala's going to pull a hamstring at some point she's going to have you know a major family crisis that keeps her from being in the public eye etc i mean they have to neck dart her some way and that's the way they're going to do it
1: No, she'll be on the supreme court there you go gavin will put her on the supreme court she was attorney general of california so so it's an easy position
2: yeah that's how
1: she gets bought off
2: yeah, that's really about the only way you could do it. Um, of course, they've got the Katanji Brown issue. They already cut, checked off those boxes. So, how do you spin Kamala on the Supreme? Well, I, they'll figure it out. Uh, they'll, they they'll, they'll do that. They a
1: former vice president on mm-hmm. the, the the novelty. Yeah. What the Supreme Court can't handle two African American women or well, mm-hmm. black women will say. Yeah. So yeah, they'll they'll she could that'll be easy for them a... to push.
2: She could become the dean of a law school somewhere, too. You know, first African-American sure. woman to ever. You know, I mean, there, there are enough positions. And trust me, th- those those conversations are happening right now. You don't even yes, have to watch are. The Diplomat to yes, find out what's are. really going on with who's going to be the vice president. So, right. Bob, are you ready to, for Gretchen? How about a Gretchen Whitmer-Jones? Oh.
1: I mean, how, how uh, you cool know what? I, th- I think that's going to happen. By the way, I don't think Gavin has to, and the Democratic Party, I don't think they have to figure out who the VP is going to be yet. I think their thinking is... Gavin is probably our guy, and he's he's smooth and slick and all that kind of stuff. So he's probably our guy. Let's just have the primaries. He's going to automatically rise to the top, especially when we rally around him. So let's see who becomes his closest second. Whoever becomes his closest second, as long as it geographically helps us as far as a particular state goes, then that's who it is. So I don't think they have to pre-figure out who that. Who it's going to be. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if I had to do the crystal ball thing right now, I would say it's going to be Gavin and Gretchen, the two G's. That's my best guess.
3: I would agree. Yeah, Yeah, and I I agree with that. And I think even our governor here, I think they're going to wait on him. He'll be a later candidate down the road. Um, That's my own opinion. I do think he's being groomed for that. but. Um, and the question really, Roger, for you with Newsom is, I mean, the rest of the country, may, and maybe I'm wrong, but the rest of the country looks at California as just a rat hole. How does he overcome that?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting. He has te- started to take some steps to actually do that. Remember his Sean Hannity interview? I mean, this is a guy, who, well, yeah, I'll own the homeless problem. i own the this, that, and the other thing. They're, there's, they're counting on the 50% of voters in you know the American electorate right now who will look at Gavin Newsom and say, I don't feel threatened by that guy. They won't necessarily listen to what they'll—they'll they'll see him speak with authority. They won't pay attention to a word he says. Remember 2020 when the uh, when the COVID crisis happened? San Francisco and the six Bay Area counties were the first ones to say we're going to lock down for a little bit. And he picked up on that tea leaf right away and said, "I'm shutting the whole state down." Oh wow, mm-hmm. authority and leadership and this, that, and the other thing. Everything he did—he had 47 different cases against him where he overstepped his boundaries with executive orders twice in California State Supreme Court. He he was censured. I mean, he was he was shot down. Basically, he was basically lost his ability to write executive orders because it was such a, a, a gross abuse of power. And yet that doesn't find its way into the mainstream media. All we see is Gavin Newsom saved California from mm-hmm. bankruptcy. And Gavin mm-hmm. Newsom is cleaning up the homeless problem. And Gavin he's cleaning up the homeless problem by putting the homeless on buses and sending them to addresses in different parts of the People's Republic of California where they once allegedly had a relative. That's the solution. That's the solution. I mean, that that's worse than Hawaii sending their homeless on airplanes to I Portland, know. Oregon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it, but but this is what if you're the CNN, MSNBC crowd. He wears a nice suit. He presents well in public. He speaks with authority. Speaks oh, look, well. he's yeah. I he's know. got a young, got a young family. I mean, is yeah. this wonderful? I mean, who? He's it, got it,
1: the it, Matthew McConaughey it, smile. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. exactly. He's charming. Yep. He's very I know. Charming. And that's what gets the swing voter, independent soccer mom kind of yes. voter and that's what's that's the i say gavin is a, a dangerous guy hey, really i really quick, do by the way Bob, he can lie through a smile a charming smile
3: i said this the other day and it's so in my opinion so true our side has got to start figuring out that that middle voter you just mentioned that gavin mm-hmm. will attract right. we have to start doing the same thing or we don't have a snowball's chance of winning in the future we I don't know. think that way
1: I know. Look, I, I agree with you, and I know that that that's definitely a weight on the side of the scale against Donald Trump uh, in in our debate around this, and I get that too. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to get you guys' take on a, a Democratic Party strategy that I was talking about on on my show yesterday. I, I had uh, Michael Reagan on the show yesterday, and we were talking about this, and he we were talking about, of course, his dad, Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. And but his theory, his strategy, he thinks the Democratic Party is going to do this, that they stay with Joe Biden for the 2024 reelection, knowing full well they're not going to get another four years out of him, but that they make a VP switch before the end of next year, that as soon as there's an opening on the Supreme Court that they buy off Kamala Harris and they either put her on the Supreme Court or they fire Merrick Garland and give her Attorney General of the United States and replace Kamala Harris as VP with Gavin Newsom. Therefore, Joe Biden and Gavin Newsom are the unbeatable team who wins next year. And then shortly after the win, shortly after the inauguration, Joe Biden leaves, health reasons, whatever. And that's how they backdoor Gavin into the presidency.
3: Well, that and I, think that, I think that whole mode that you just said, you know, that whole model works as long as Trump's our candidate. If you have anybody else running on our side, I don't think that works for them.
1: I don't know who on our side is going to be able to do this. DeSantis keeps sliding down further and further. So I'm, I'm well, not seeing anybody rising up at this point. R- remember, okay, uh, Turn- let me just say this so real quick. The, the independent swing voter that I know you guys are right about that that Trump has trouble getting that independent swing voter, I get that. But remember, for everybody that he loses, somebody else who comes in who does get that swing voter, uh, are they going to be able to retain 100% of the base? Are they going to get the same voter turnout that Donald Trump can get? Because those people have to be retained while picking up the independent swing voter.
3: On our side, you mean?
1: Yes, on our side. Yes. Yeah, I agree yeah.
3: with that. no And that's where whoever the individual ends up being. And now on our side, we do have enough time to flush all that out and determine who yeah. that is. And I, I have no idea at this point, whether that's a, a Vivek, is it, is it DeSantis, is it, is it a gnome? I mean, honestly, guys, I have no idea. Fortunately on our side, we've got plenty of time to flush that out.
1: Right? You know, is it gonna
3: be Donald Trump? I honestly have no idea. There's a lot of time on our side, which is, which is, by the way, to our credit, the other side doesn't have that gift right now, by the way.
1: Right, right. Yeah. So
3: we have a deep bench. They don't.
1: Right. No, this is very true. But that you know what, though, they don't actually really need a deep bench right now. They can't they can't create a bench because you you end up being a traitor to the party and you're going to cause damage to yourself. So I I think there's a lot of people that suddenly
3: although Newsom Newsom and Whitmer are doing a pretty good job of it right now.
1: I tell you what, Roger. Back to your back to your Newsom guy, though, and the point that we were talking about before. I do believe that he's dangerous because I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast. If you watch that interview that he did with Sean Hannity, I mean, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, Sean Hannity was the one speaking truth. Gavin Newsom was the one lying through his teeth. But quite frankly, I think Gavin Newsom won that debate. Yeah. I, he, he yeah. did. And that's a scary thing because this guy can lie w- with the charm of a Matthew McConaughey and his glistening smile. And this this is the kind of thing that's appealing to. Him. And of course, the Democratic Party base, he just becomes their their new basic white Barack Obama. You know, mm-hmm. I can see the falling in love with him kind of thing from the base. and the independent soccer moms, they'll swoon as they go vote for him. And the media is not going to fact check any of the false information he gives. And on a debate stage, Donald Trump's not quick minded enough to be able to point by point fact check him uh, live in the moment. So I think this guy's dangerous.
2: Yeah, very dangerous. Trump does not have a good shot against Gavin Newsom I, for the reasons you just mentioned. You know, and the fact that Trump proved that during the 2020 election, he was great coming from the outside. You know, no one mm-hmm. saw him coming. He was that haymaker that you just did until it clocked you right between the eyes. But when he was the incumbent, all of a sudden, that's when the ego kicked in. That's when the arrogance kicked in. That's when he mm-hmm. didn't do his homework. Oh, I'm going to win because I'll just tell people they need to vote for me. And and you know, it, it it didn't work for him. It's a different day. I mean, we're practically 10 years past that moment where he kind of showed up out of nowhere as a publicity stunt and wound up getting elected as president. Gavin Newsom has what it takes because he has the media in his back pocket because he knows how to answer questions too. He, he knows how to talk to his base, quite frankly. And quite uh, oftentimes the GOP does a terrible job of addressing their base. Not, Trump not, was able, not just how to talk to him, Roger, to rev them up. Yes, right, get them motivated. Right. And, and let's face right. it. I mean, the reason Trump benefited mightily from the Rust Belt with just enough people and just enough counties going, you know what? I saw what eight years of Barack Obama did. I don't like it. Trump's a businessman. Why not? Let's give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, anybody but Hillary. And and the those new, days are gone. They're gone. They're absolutely gone. So now you're going to have to take a get. If it's Joe Biden with a side order of Gavin Newsom that instantly strengthens the Democrat hand, I can see to Michael Reagan's point that Kamala... I, Quite frankly, she does pose a problem image-wise on the on the high court right now because she doesn't bring anything unique to the table. But as Attorney General, oh boy, mm-hmm. here we go! First African American
1: woman to be Attorney. Well, that, no, that, no, she wouldn't. She wouldn't be. It was uh, well, Obama had. Uh, uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank now. Came after Eric Holder. Uh, what was her name? Oh, oh the, who, who Bill Clinton met on the tarmac with?
2: Oh, for half yes. hour.
1: Can I think of that?
2: Good old, oh, wow. what's her name? Okay. Well, now, now, all three now, of us what, what, now. Here's what we'll do though. As right. conservative guys, we will all Google and try to find out, remember what her name was. Whereas the left will just say, well, it doesn't matter because no one remembers her. And they just right. kind of move on from there. The tarmac, that that nothing happened there. They were talking about soccer. They were talking about their grandkids. Right. I mean, they were, you know, whatever. But nonetheless, they'll find a way because of her Indian connection. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll use that. I mean, for crying out loud. First one from California, whatever it is, the, the, the left is just full of firsts. And they, and they just loved that. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Oh, this is great. And quite frankly, she could do as well as Merrick Garland. And I put that in air quotes. I mean, it wouldn't hurt the Democrat cause at all to have her in that position. Well,
1: Merrick Garland yeah. is corrupt. I mean, oh, that guy's a are, crook. No, he's, he's a moderate. He'd be a perfect replacement oh, for an ego. Gosh, Bob, why are you such a hater? I, I, I know. <laughs> I know. You think about that. When, when oh, they, they did try the to build one, Loretta, Loretta Lynch, Lynch oh, Loretta that's Lynch. it. That's Thank a Loretta Lynch. Right, Lynch. Yeah. 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 Uh, Oh, my goodness. I know. So, all right. Well, and by the way, I do have to say, and I know we're kind of jumping back and forth now between the Democrat and the Republican side, but on the Donald Trump part of this, I totally agree with what you guys are saying about uh, his going after the independent swing voter and how difficult that would be for him because of his personality and style. And what you were saying, Roger, about, yeah, incumbent versus candidate or whatever, we got to remember. And I know... This kind of sounds like a dead horse, but I gotta say it anyway. Uh, In the 2020 election, even if there was zero fraud, let's set aside the fraud debate completely just the Hunter Biden laptop story alone being censored from big tech, okay, would yes. have given Donald Trump every single one of those swing states. And we know that from the polling data itself from the swing voters who barely went Democrat and said, I would have switched if I had just known about the Hunter Biden story. So if that's the case and Donald Trump wins every one of those swing states, he wins fairly handily. You know what we'd be saying? We'd be saying with unprecedented opposition from the media Dishonesty, corruption, nonstop investigations, weaponizing of the government against Donald Trump, running up the down escalator in a vat of molasses. He still managed to win. Donald Trump knows what he's doing that's what we'd be saying but because he lost we're now saying well you know what donald trump he didn't learn his lesson and so it's like yeah so i well, and, and I, just, wait, I gotta wait, put Bob, that I into think, perspective i think he could
3: lo- i think he could win again if he would just make some minor adjustments to how he i agree handles things if i agree would do that that middle of the road voter i think you could potentially bring back in now there's some haters that no matter what you do or they're not going to come back in and vote for him no matter what he does but i do think there are some that if he would become and i hate to use the word kinder and gentler because i want the guy to still be a pit bull but the way you you know what's that old saying it's not what you say it's how you say it he could say the same things just couch it differently
1: i know i absolutely get it and uh and as we kind of wind down this this podcast here and we always appreciate you folks listening uh we, we do want people to know though john as we talked about before the the kinder and gentler we do want fighters. We, we do. do. Donald Trump is a fighter. He's a fighter. Whoever have the have Republican it. is going to be has to be a fighter. We need that. And you hear us talking about ADF all the time, last defending freedom. I mean, they are this is the kind of fighting, though, that we really do need. No,
3: and you, Bob, thank you. You are 100% correct. That's exactly what we need. We've got to have it on our side. And for those of you listening thinking, well, you know, that's never going to be me. I don't own a business. There's really nothing out there that's going to affect me. Why do I need to donate? For all of those that may encounter that someday. We're exactly. all in the same fight together, guys. It doesn't matter whether it will be you on that stand or somebody else that you that you know about that may be on that stand. The reality is this will and does affect each and every one of us in an indirect and sometimes a very direct way so yes we have to support adf they won the 303 creative uh you know you know that ruling from the supreme court there's so many other things that are still on the docket they're fighting daily but they need our help i said earlier 63 cents a day guys that's all it takes less than a dollar a day to help them keep fighting. Be the pit bull that we cannot be. I can't go to court. I don't have that expertise. I can't represent others, but ADF can. They do it on a daily basis. Just click the ADF button at CrawfordMediaGroup.net.
1: Absolutely. And so we appreciate you folks supporting ADF. And we also we also want you to certainly support Wilson Financial. And, and actually, Roger, it's really important for people to get their financial house in order first so that they can support these other Great organizations. Well, especially
2: as you see all the charges that keep coming down against the big banks and against the big brokerage firms. Dennis Wilson's been in this industry for over fifty years, and he is like us. He's a listener to National Crawford Roundtable. He's a supporter of Preborn, supporter of Alliance, defending freedom. I mean, he gets it. He loves Christian radio. He loves Christian media. And he comes at this from the same perspective you do. I want to live in a country where our values are honored and respected. I want to be able to earn a living, and I want to keep as much as I can legally without having to pay any more in taxes. And I don't trust the government to to manage my money. When you contact Wilson Financial, find out how he can set you up in investment strategies that honor your beliefs, that honor your values as a Christian and are also smart especially if you're moving toward retirement years and you want to be tax-free or as tax-free as you possibly can get eight hundred six nine six ninety nine seventy. or click on the wilson financial advisors banner at net. but uh, I, one of these days i'd love to get dennis in on the conversation too we could move neil out again if he ever decides to come back to the show <laughs> and uh, have dennis take the fourth chair because i think you guys would love just hanging out with him i
1: mean he's 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 our kind of folks that's for sure yeah he definitely sounds like it and uh, i'll tell you we uh Here on NCR, we we love addressing and attacking all of these issues, but we always need to attack them from a position and a perspective of truth and through the lens of God's Word. And we're very passionate about these things. We're passionate about our sponsors. We're passionate about uh, people fighting for what's right. And absolutely, we're passionate about the unborn as well. And so if you have not given to preborn yet, do it now. You can go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on pre-born and you can give right there. And remember, everything that you give goes to fund ultrasounds. Nothing goes to overhead, okay, 100% to ultrasounds. And it's $28 times whatever number God lays on your heart. Because remember, $28 is the amount of money that it takes to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life, through ultrasound images, you're paying for these ultrasound images so that preborn can show them to these moms in pro life centers all across the country. So go right now, CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on the preborn tab, give right there. And if you're like, well, I want to talk to a real life person on the phone, you could do that too. They answer the phones 24/7. You can call right now, 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable. When you call, Uh, we do very much appreciate all of you folks listening to us. Uh, We certainly do. Whether you're listening to us at your, wherever you listen to your podcasts, give us your five star reviews. We thank you for that or watching video of us at myhopenow.com. And of course, you can follow My Hope Now wherever you go to social media. It's always great catching up with you guys and having you folks join us on this as well. We look forward to having Neil Boron back with us. Neil Boron live out of Buffalo, New York. In the meantime, Roger Marsh of The Bottom Line from... That's right. Roger Gavin Marsh. We'll see yeah, yeah. what happens. This guy's going to, I don't know, California may do it to us again. Uh, John Rush Rush reason out of Denver, Colorado. Can't rule out Polish. You're absolutely right. And certainly Gretchen Whitmer. Oh man, we're going to, we're going to be, the primaries are going to be basically our states awesome. guys. That's right. Uh, all right. Anyway, it's NCR National Crawford Roundtable podcast. Guys, great catching up with you. Likewise. Likewise, Bob, thanks. I right, forward to next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless.
0: You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of today's culture through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Preborn logo to donate to save babies now. Alliance Defending Freedom, protecting your God-given right to live and speak the truth. Your generous financial support makes it possible for ADF to defend religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, freedom of speech, and marriage and family in America and around the world. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the ADF logo to give your financial support. Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial Services logo to learn more. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more from your local Crawford Media Group station or at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at MyHopeNow.com. Be sure to follow My Hope Now wherever you follow social media. And please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app. Look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is ready for you to download. This is a Crawford Media Group production.